0: Hello and welcome to A Skeptic's Guide to Conspiracy, the podcast that examines conspiracy theory, conspiracy fact, and those who promote these theories. I will be your host, Mike Bowler, as we take a look at Conspiracy in the News for the week ending March 10th, 2019. And it's kind of another weird week. Um, uh, Alex Jones is uh, kind of leading the way here. Um, On top of it, uh, Jerome Corsi, his... uh, He's going off the rails here a little bit. So um, I've got three stories that uh, relate to Alex Jones and InfoWars. And two of the stories involve Jerome Corsi and the two stories that Jerome Corsi is now suing Alex Jones and InfoWars. And that he has retracted his story about Seth Rich conspiracy. And, of course, Jones again this week while he has been dealing with this um the depositions that are going to be coming up he has decided to get a new lawyer or i don't know what i it's hard to say from the article if he's got a new lawyer or he's added a lawyer to his entourage to deal with the depositions themselves and this is going to be a uh Interesting uh, situation for Jones in trying to tell his side of the story. He's going to try his best to hide probably a lot of financial aspects of InfoWars from the litigants. Of course, he's now jumping on and claiming defamation and some other, there was about five counts there. And, of course, he's retracted a InfoWars story, but he has not been involved with InfoWars for about six months, so uh, whether it was Corsi himself retracting it or Jones taking it off the site, whatever the reason is, something's something's going on there. There's probably, I, I can't even begin to speculate what these guys are thinking and what they're trying to do. Uh, it looks pretty much like a bunch of kids at a, in, a, in a playground fighting over whatever, basketball or whatever, arguing uh who was in bounds or out bounds? I don't know, but certainly this is a a very strange story. But uh, certainly Jones is realizing he's got to deal with the this pushback and the attacks on him from pretty much the fake stories that he's created to uh, push forward the Sandy Hook stories and now Seth the Seth Rich stories that he's promoted. Pretty much anything. Uh, that has uh, come across in Wars has now become suspect. It's possible that Roger Stone, which seems to be a player in the background on the, these stories, has uh, played a probably a very significant role by being arrested. Maybe that has now shaken loose Corsi and maybe not necessarily Jones. Jones is still a. Uh, Roger Stone fan, but uh, Corsey is probably the one that's going to be taking the fall, or at least he per- believes that he may be taking the fall. It's 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 hard to say what's really going on, and I really shouldn't be speculating on that anyhow. So we've got that those stories, and pretty much it's uh, it sounds more like a soap opera than anything else. But certainly now the uh, conspiracy, these conspiracy people, this little clique is now feeding upon themselves, and I guess at some point uh, they'll be pushed under the bus. Someone's going to find themselves under, or at least someone's going to find themselves under the bus, and it's probably looking like Corsi, maybe Jones, but uh, Stone will probably walk away with a wrist slap and um, don't do it again speech from a judge. But again, that's uh, that again is totally speculative, so I can't really say anything much about that. Uh, the fourth story a, another baseless Oklahoma City bombing conspiracy theory it's actually an older one claiming that Hillary Clinton had all her the paperwork on the whitewater investigation in the Murrah building and that's what uh, they somehow they paid McVeigh to blow up the building problem is that there was no dot such documentation in the building. Uh, if there was any documentation, it was a copy of from a another jurisdiction or from outside, you know, within the FBI, but probably not necessarily a original document. But a meme had just pop had popped up recently talking about Clinton having the building blown up to. Destroy evidence, which was next to impossible. There was there, there the evidence was already out. There, it wouldn't have done anything uh, as far as anything on the legal side. So, uh, pretty much anybody who still believes that Clinton uh, blew up the building, you're not making any progress here. So that's pretty much the stories for the past week. I should make a quick commentary. Uh, I did watch that. Flat Earth uh, documentary on Netflix. It was pretty interesting. Uh, it's actually not so much the Flat Earthers, but how the, the scientific community actually looks at the Flat Earthers. And it's highly, I don't know what to make of it yet. Actually, I'd like to see the show, watch it again, and take some names down because it seems to focus on some major players within the Flat Earth world Uh Again, very much like the soap opera over at Infowars and Stone and Corsi. The Flat Earthers have the same thing. Uh, there was a guy, and again, I, that's why I want to see it again, because, or at least maybe at some point, look up some of these names, because there is apparently a the one guy who they follow through most of the, the documentary who is claiming or has claimed to be the father of the modern flat earth projects. There's a, another guy who claims to be the, the founder, the King, the mayor, whatever. He, he actually uses these terms through the, through the, through some of these discussions that he's really the creator. And these other people are posers and writing on there on his fame and uh, of course, the funny part is when you want, you know, the thing that again, this is part one part that struck me that this particular guy to be on the documentary, he had a demand of a five thousand dollar payment, twelve percent of the profits, and there was a couple other other stipulations before he would talk to the documentarians. Of course, they were he was denied. That it was not part of their what they were doing as far as what they would pay or I don't know. I got to find, I'd like to find out if any of these other players have been paid to be on this documentary. doesn't seem like it though, but certainly it is, there's that part of the story. But then the other part is that they brought on a number of psychiatrists and psychologists and sociologists and the their take on this seems to be centered on that these are outsiders they have have rejected science for some reason and they eventually as with any outsider group will eventually come together or find each other through of course with the um, advent of the internet they going to find themselves find like-minded people on the internet and had been able, has been able to build a community around the belief in flat earth. And I, I guess I get that part, but, you know, leaving them alone or trying to debunk what they believe, or at least trying to get them back to the round earth, because many times it just seemed like throughout the the documentary it was sprinkled with you know of course the NASA NASA conspiracy and the Illuminati conspiracy and the uh, various you know various uh, more nefarious conspir- conspiracies that are usually associated with or what we might think is a conspiracy or a real kind of a I, 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 I guess wackaloon conspiracy you know that there's you know, the Jews are working with the Masons to uh, control the banks and the media and everything to turn us into whatever. And that by attacking them directly only pushes them into back in or deeper into their belief that, or at least it, it supports the idea that they may be right and You know that they're being attacked because they have that special knowledge. That science is going after them because they have the real truth. And but then again, the scientists again who were being interviewed are the real scientists, the the real astrophysicists, the real physicists. Um, You know, of course, they're like um, they're just amazed that. Anyone, how can anyone in this day and age believe that the earth is flat? So um, it's a really weird, uh, it's really, I, it came out of it really weird feelings about, because I'm not one who wants to engage with, uh, I'm, I have no interest in engaging with the flat earthers because the flat earthers are wrong and I don't want to give them a forum to, to press forward their beliefs. And that somehow, that I yeah you know, again I don't want to give them any type of satisfaction that their their opinions are as valid as a scientist, someone who has actually made the observations. And of course, see the again then the another part of this documentary, kind of like a kind of like a little side story that was going on, that those flat earthers who are trying to prove that the earth is flat and they have their theories and so on that, uh, well, if the earth is round and rotating, it should be moving 15 degrees every hour. And that means so much speed. So, on. so they invested in a special gyroscope that they could measure the movement of the earth and the, you know, they were able to, it, it was, um, a really high precision uh, instrument. And again, of course, they're saying that the Earth doesn't revolve, it's flat, it doesn't do anything. It just, it's, well, either the Earth is flat and it just sits there at the center of the universe, or apparently the, the uh, idea is that the Earth is flat, but it's moving at a 90 degree angle. And that, it, because by moving fast enough, it can, that's how we stay, that's how gravity works, that it's move, it keeps moving faster and faster, which pins us to the ground. Uh, so the Earth really doesn't move, or at least doesn't revolve or anything like that. And they were going to pro- try to prove that that's what was going on. Unfortunately, they ended up proving that the Earth does revolve every 15 degrees, uh, every hour, all that kind of stuff. So they're basically going through and proving that the Earth is round. There was another experiment where they're going to use a laser on a on a long um, uh, stretch of water, straight stretch of water, and they were going to, you know, if the Earth is flat, of course, if you have a pole at one end at 17 feet, a second pole at the other end at 17 feet, somewhere in the middle, there should be it shouldn't be it shouldn't be 17 feet if if the Earth was. Us. Was round, or if the Earth was round, it would be less than 17 feet. And if the Earth is flat, then it would be at 17 feet. Okay. Well, they did the first time they did the experiment didn't work because the the, uh, laser beam dispersed a little bit too much for them to use it. So they tried a second approach using pinholes, and again setting those at their 17 feet. And they did they did it a little differently. And of course, there would be a point where you know, if it again after the a mile or two that they it should still be at seventeen feet, well they measured it at twenty-three feet, they found the curve of the earth. Now that in itself probably isn't a big deal. The problem is that the guy that was doing these experiments went in front of a conference and still claiming that the experiments are showing that the earth is flat. So clearly, this guy is lying to, the, to his people, to this public. So, again, I don't see that. I, it doesn't surprise me with the conspiracy type that they will hide the truth. They will hide their, their data. They will deny that this data exists as long as it keeps the story going. So, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on here, at least coming out of this particular documentary. And I'm still trying to kind of wrap my head around some of the stuff that was going on there. So at some point, I'm, I think I'm going to try to do some nice kind of a general, just collect all this these little bits and pieces that I've been picking up over over the past few months. Because the, part of the news or stuff that's been hitting the news is, you know, a study shows that conspiracy belief is might be attributed to this or that, uh, there's been studies, there's been doctoral papers and I've come, I've gone through a number of, uh, interesting takes on why people believe how they believe it and you know, how do they find themselves in the, in the situation that they're, they're in where where they, where the conspiracy makes more sense than reality. So enough of my ranting and raving on that. Um, uh, the only announcement I have is that I did finally put up the Alex Jones lawsuits scorecard. Unfortunately, it is so big it doesn't fit in my web page nicely. So I just printed. I just created a PDF. You can actually download it from MikeBowler.com. You'll see right up on the top of the the page uh, Alex Jones, uh, uh, the Alex Jones. Uh, um, heading really it's the only thing that's there now is a, uh, PDF of the, of my spreadsheet that I've created. And it's not the prettiest spreadsheet, but I just listed every person and every count against Alex Jones. And there's about 109 of them. I think I'm at right now and that includes the Corsi, Corsi, uh, uh, defamation case, the Sandy hook cases, I did list uh, the Chobani that has been settled. Uh, there's a few other cases that have been thrown out there, mostly mostly related to Sandy Hook. So um, you'll find that there, and um, all the uh, all the cases. I tried to put as many of the case numbers. Some of them didn't have case numbers, and try to give you as much information if you ever wanted to look this up. And I actually do have the PDF of the cases or much of it, which may be next on the list to to post. But I do believe uh, opening arguments the Andrew Torres' uh, uh, podcast on things legal may have also posted some of this information. So either check that out or check, check my site out. So I'd like to thank you for listening. This was episode 127, March 10th, 2019. Thank you and good night.